and welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. I am Mandy, and with me, as always, is John. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm always here. And uh, I'm glad that you're here, too, because uh, we've got something kind of fun tonight. Uh, this was a movie that was recommended to me by uh, a friend of mine that I don't really get to talk to that much. It was somebody that I, I used to work with a long time ago. And he was like, no, no, man, you got to check this movie out. So I've had it. And I've been meaning to watch it uh, for the longest time, and now I finally get to. <laughs> so, uh, this is going to be uh, 2008's Pontypool. Um, this is one of those movies that I, I also found when I was kind of looking up. Um, last time we did uh, The Color Out of Space, uh, and this one was actually also on the list of, of things people were like, oh, you got to do... you know, uh, kind of a H.P. Lovecraft story. But I was like, is this one really H.P. Lovecraft? From what I've understood, not so much, but it does kind of just give me a, another kind of feel in there because it's a, it's a radio host having to deal with all the crap that's happening outside and he's just trying to interpret what's happening outside uh, as like the world, like there's some kind of virus there in Ontario, Canada. Uh, so I don't know, maybe they're not even like in, in Ontario, like they're... They're like a suburb, like a weird suburb of it, from what I've, I've heard. I haven't actually watched the movie yet. Yeah, so I haven't, I haven't seen ugh, it yet. Good times. It's been on Netflix for a really long time, though. Like, I've, I've seen it on Netflix, and I just never watched it. I think it's because it has such a weird name. Pontypool. What does that mean? I don't know. It might be the place that they're at. It might be something else. And maybe, like, in Canada, that's like, oh, fuck, man, of course, you'd, you've never heard of Pontypool, man? What What's wrong with you? They don't talk like that in I, I'm, Maybe I'm thinking, like, because he's like sort of French Canadian. It's like my friend's from Canada and he doesn't talk like that. He talks oh, Hey, y'all. Hey. Let's all go down to the Tim Hortons. He's, Sorry about that. He definitely doesn't see. Oh, no, maybe. Ah, a boot. I don't know if he says. I don't know if he says look, that. Enough. I don't I know why you keep making fun of me about me. I really, uh, miss, boot me, I really miss my friend Frosty, okay? Yeah. Like, I haven't talked to him in forever. His but. name was Frosty and he lived in Canada. I called him Frosty. Yep. His name is Matt. Yeah. He wore a, a, a lovely uh, silk hat, uh, and we'd dance and play. At <laughs> we, least... used to, we used to joke that he lived in in, in, in in an igloo and had a polar bear named Bob. <laughs> None of that was true, by the way. <laughs> okay. He also he also asked me if if uh, everyone in Texas rode horses. So. Yeah, it's just stereotypes. We do. I do. I just want anybody who doesn't understand. We do. We also carry around six gun shooters, uh, which. Are allowed. Oh, yeah. So we, uh, <laughs> it just became legal for us to run around with swords. So, uh, swords and guns. If you're looking for an here. old fashioned duel, this yeah. is this is the best place to do it. I don't actually no. I mean, we don't play fair. <laughs> We're gonna win. We're gonna win. <laughs> we, we we ain't playing to win. We ain't playing to, to to be no fairness out here. This is Texas. We play to win. <laughs> uh, anyway, it is directed by Bruce McDonald, who, uh, according to IMDb, has done a lot of TV shows. Degrassi, uh, My Babysitter is a Vampire, Thirteen, which are, which the series. Are, which are all kid movies. Like, I, I'm, well, they're I still Canadian. Need to, I, need, I still need to see what what he can do adult. Well, no, he he's done a lot of other adult movies on there which were were some some of them were interesting um he i don't know what else it, it's this does not appear to be a lot oh, of this lex. Stuff, Didn't you lex, say lex? yes he did lex uh which is a sci-fi uh, show the sexy show like that the, was supposed to be yes like the the yeah gosh i can't remember what the hell that show's about if y'all remember what lex is about oh, then I, I remember the giga shadow the what the, the uh 
Yeah, the Giga Shadow. So it was the the ship was named Lex. You had uh, the Stanley, the third class. Uh, Just tell like me guy. about it later, baby. Oh, it was awful. Get, people are gonna get a lot of lot of randos in that one. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it was like a dystopian future nightmare on a in a different world, and it got moved over to Sci Fi Channel, which a lot of this stuff seems like some direct to Sci Fi stuff, but it's you know it looked interesting. It was also written by uh, Tony Burgess, who did The Hellmouth, The Hexecutioners, a couple other uh, horror movies. So I kind of know, at least in that respect that we've got some horror going down on these elements um he apparently worked with pretty much everybody involved with the movie too uh they've they've it's weird to look at the imdbs for all these people because it's not just this movie and that's that's something that i see when uh we're looking at like people who've done a lot of horror movies but they they work well together so they continuously work well together (laughs) they they keep uh making sure that they work well together yeah um keep working together yeah uh, Stephen McCaddy uh, is the uh, the main guy, I think, in this one. He was in October Faction. He's the dad in Come to Daddy. He's in The Watchmen. He's in The Fountain. He's been in a lot of stuff. His IMDb is huge. He's like a Jeffrey Combs guy where he just keeps showing up and shit. Um, it's also starring Lisa Hull. Hull? 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 Howley? Howley? Uh, she's Howl. got had a lot of small roles. Uh, Seinfeld, uh, Haven, Flashpoint. Um, Georgia Riley who also a lot of TV series. Uh, she was in something called the Murdoch Mysteries, uh, and uh, I think she was like one of the main characters in that one because she was in like 65 episodes or something. Uh, and then uh, City on the Hill, a couple other shows. So what we have here is a lot of people who are TV actors who are, are doing these this this movie with a guy who does a lot of TV and a, a lot of people, you know, things that were written uh, by TV, and normally a lot of people will say that's that's a bad thing. For me, I actually enjoy it because it means that these people know how to do the work a lot. Because they go in, they go to TV, and they keep doing their stuff, and they just continuously do more and more film. They're they're just constantly doing it. You can have somebody who's like, oh, I'm never going to work film, you know. Like, I'm, I'm a I'm a uh, a movie actor, you know. I don't not work a in small TV. Uh, a, a TV small actor. Movie. You know, first off, the the lines between that have small blurred. Screen. Yeah, small screen. The lines have blurred so much due to streaming movies and VOD that it makes absolutely no sense for people to have that stigma anymore. Also, I've seen some of these these actors who you know big name people, and they suck. They suck as people, and they cannot friggin' act. You know, and then you see some of these other folks who work their asses off. The only thing that uh, you know, and they 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 do really good acting. They're they're great actors, and then they don't get any roles because they don't have the politics or something like that in in Hollywood, or they didn't have like the right agents or something like that. And it's bullshit. Uh, so I always like to see when you have the same set of people kind of coming back together and they're constantly doing the same shows because one, they, they work well together. They've got that camaraderie, that connection. Um, so when you're, you're seeing it in a a film, um, you get that immediately if they're supposed to have that in like the, the show, like, cause nothing's weirder when it's like, I'm supposed to assume this person and this person love each other. And they just don't get along. There's absolutely no no connection. Um, and you know, the other thing is, is that, you know, I know that they can at least do the job. (laughs) <laughs> because I've, they, they continuously did the job before this, mm-hmm. so they can do this job too. True. Uh, so I'm excited about it. I, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, you know, let us know what you think too. Uh, if you haven't seen it and you're you're ready to to 
you know, pull the trigger on it too, just let us know. Reach out to us at esat3am at gmail.com. esat3am.com is our website and the at symbol esat3am for Twitter and the Facebook. Uh, we're going to go ahead and pause it here and we're going to go ahead and watch this movie. Yep, we'll be back. See you in a bit. What you are hearing is an actual radio broadcast. It is the only recording of the event. Roadblocks preventing people from leaving and entering the area. Everybody is under quarantine. Blood! Blood! We still do not have an official version of these events, and it's very difficult at this moment to get a fix on what has happened. They cut into our signal. Ken? And their, their eyes. He's looking at me. For your safety, please avoid contact with family members and restrain from the following. All terms of endearment. For greater safety, Do not translate this message. Do not translate. Just listen to me. And we're back. So this is an interesting movie, and there's a lot of uh, kind of to unpack about it. Unfortunately, uh, the the thing that we were listening to, I guess the version that we've got. Our, our soundbar was acting really funky, so we were getting all of the background noises. We weren't getting the stuff that was coming up in the front. Uh, so the audio was shit. It was awful to listen to. Uh, but we... I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I enjoyed the concept that they had. This one is interesting. Uh, what happens is, is that a shock jock, uh, obviously somebody from a different area, uh, has just moved to a small place in Ontario, Canada. Uh, the, I think that one is actually Pontypool. Um, but he's a, a radio DJ for the morning. Uh, weird stuff starts happening during his shift where people are rioting and causing different problems. Then it switches over to uh, doing a lot of people have been dying there Eye in the Sky guy, who is actually not out in the, the sky, starts kind of calling them up and, and telling them, it sounds like a baby's voice in this guy's you know throat, and starts kind of doing this nonsense and starts falling apart on air. Uh, finally, a, a doctor who uh, was being attacked previously uh, is uh, uh, able to show up and, and talk to them and, and kind of give us the, the, the gist of what has been happening. Um, this movie uh, is very much like... Snow Crash, uh, the book, uh, if you've ever had the, the capability of doing it. What is happening here is that instead of uh, these people being attacked by a virus the way that you normally would biologically, uh, the virus is actually propagating uh, through concepts. Um, if you're saying words, uh, English seems to be the host language because later on they're able to speak in, I want to say one of the guys was speaking in Farsi, other people were speaking in French because it's Canada and everybody knows can, you know, French there, um, is they're, they're able to kind of keep off these symptoms by, by 
talking to each other in other languages, but they are definitely infected, especially English is infected. Uh, they, if the, the, the virus or whatever it is through the concept, uh, attaches itself to a word and the word, you say the word, you are infected. It gets into your brain and it messes with you. This is why it was, uh, in the Lovecraft, uh, part, uh, for one of my other, uh, like I was looking for it, uh, previously. Oh, and, uh, I found it in a, a list of Lovecraftian movies. This is not Lovecraft. Uh, by the way, but it is uh, kind of high concept, uh, you know, look out, you're being attacked by a concept kind of thing. Um, and that's what happens in Snow Crash. In Snow Crash, uh, it, it, they're able to release a virus through uh, their version of, like, basically the Matrix, uh, which people shouldn't be able to be affected by a computer virus, but they are in this one by getting deep down enough to get people to think in binary, and therefore it becomes a virus. In this one... If you say certain words, it propagates a virus inside of you, and it makes you go crazy. And I think it gets you to the point where you either freak out or you try to kill people. Because in the middle, we got, like, what was it, 20, 30 um, the obituaries? Pe- the people who were killing each other? Yeah. They, it was doing all the... Yeah, it was a lot. The obits. And that was an interesting thing for them to have done, because it, it was like, uh, this person left, uh, it's like, uh, Sally... Johnson, uh, 42, uh, left this world uh, in the loving arms of her husband who was strangling her, uh, who then took his own life. You know, it's basically what it was is this, if you get a word in your head and it will continue to propagate like a virus, uh, so much to the point where you will go insane and then you will attack people around you. Um, If you don't find somebody to kill to pass on the virus to, uh, or to, to start attacking to, to pass on the virus to, you basically explode, uh, which happens to one of the uh, the radio members. Um, really, I love radio. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of, of, of radio uh, stuff going on, and, and the fact that the way that they were kind of telling the, the this has been kind of spreading and they're trying to sit there, and all of this is happening, like, outside. We don't get to see the mobs of people. We don't get to see the government shooting people down. We're getting all this from people calling into the radio station or them talking about it. Uh, I had a whole lot of fun with this movie. Um, Some people didn't. Honestly, I thought this movie was going to be completely different. I thought that it was going to be... The the whole voice virus shit, I, I don't... It's... It's ridiculous. But regardless, I really thought that this movie was going to end up being something different. Very much a, um, what, like a, a, world, a world of the world, war of the worlds, I guess, wherever, or what, what was it wherever they had the, the DJ who was telling, who was, on, or the, the person who was on the radio, who was telling the story about the aliens and all that stuff attacking. And, but it was like the DJ that, that, Anyways, I thought that the DJ was going to be giving people updates on the radio and not that oh, it was some weird... You're thinking Orson Welles uh, doing the, the actual War of the Worlds yes. where he's, he's doing mm-hmm. the whole thing and just freaking mm-hmm. people out. Yeah, it's... That's that's what I thought it was going to be. And, and instead, it took a complete, complete turn into something that I couldn't even... I don't know if it's because I'm tired or if it's just because of the fact that it just went completely over my head. It probably just went over my head, but I, I don't... I don't... I don't know. I don't think it, I don't think it's it's I don't think it makes any freaking sense. 
personally. I don't think it makes any freaking sense. So this is this is not this is not one of my favorite movies at all. But um, it's an interesting concept. What what did you did you like the girl smashing her face into the soundproof booth? I actually you didn't like that with the why? Really? I, I thought it was actually she did a good job with the face being all mashed up and she's I mean the split the split lip thing was the split cheek thing was was interesting but um you know there there were some creepy there were some creepy parts on it um before before finding out about the whole you know it being a virus thing that passes through words and all that stuff the 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 initial story about you know the DJ hearing about all of this stuff on the air and and all that 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 was really creepy to me um because I could see that being a very, very real thing. There's a, a part that happens early on, and this is, I, I know you kind of, it was the very first, it was a jump scare at the very beginning. It's The guy is uh, our, our main character, who is um, McGrady, McGrady, something like that. Um, Mazzy, Mazzy. And I, I really hated his name because every time they said it's, it's oh, it's Grant Mazzy. Grant Mazzy, I'm like like Mazzy Star, and like I had looking down from the bridge in my head over and over again, and just sucked. Um, but uh, he's driving to work, and oh, he stops at a stop sign, and a woman runs up and slams on his door, and then starts saying things to him, and he's like, "What?" And then she just kind of pulls back into the darkness. It was kind of a weird uh, eternal uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind bit. You know, very, and I think that may have come out at the same time, but it was very just like whoosh, and then she's gone into the, the darkness, and it's just blank darkness around him. I guess that's Canada or something. It was weird, <laughs> but uh, it. I again, I enjoyed this movie probably because I've read things like that previously. That's it's the meme that destroys the world kind of thing. It gets in your head. It's, it's think of it the same way. Uh, as a as an earworm or a song that you can't get out of your head, and instead of, you know, oh, I just have this one song going over and over and over again, it starts blocking out your ability to think, and you can't remember anything. All you can remember is that song, and then the song starts playing twice, and for some reason you can hear layers and layers of the song going on and on and on and on in your head, and you start losing your mind because of it. That's the concept I think they were going for. Now I will say that they probably they didn't do a very good job uh, with with a lot of it, but I think that's because the characters that we were dealing with weren't supposed to understand it. Uh, the, one of the, the main characters who we've got Grant, uh, who is the, we got the radio DJ, his producer, uh, I guess a Colin girl or something like that. They've, they've got like an intern in there and those are our three main characters for the longest time. We do get uh, the doctor who comes in and then we get a whole bunch of bodies and people running around and who, you know, are spooky. There's only one kill in this movie, two, or two kills. Uh, one self-inflicted, uh, which is our uh, intern girl. Uh, she gets infected by saying the word, I think it was e- either memory or missing. Something like that. She, oh, she says one of those words. Word was, yeah. And uh, she starts freaking out. At that point in time is when the doctor, who has been watching all of this, comes in. And he's just, oh, no, we gotta, we gotta get out of here. We gotta... And it's... It was interesting to see him because instead of being like a doctor that we would normally see in movies where they're trying to treat a patient or anything like that, it was very much the aloof scientist. Somebody trying to step back away from things and just, instead of, like, it's it's that guy who watches the, um, uh, the, the person dying from whatever super bug is getting them. And he's like, no, no, look at this. This is very interesting. Yeah, see, he's, he's dying and... 
And it's he needs to kill somebody, but he can't. Look at this is, is strange. Look at him. Look at him do that. So it's it's that weird observant, you know, evil scientist, but not really evil kind of. I don't know. It's it's that kind of thing. Yeah, it's pretty evil. Um, it's it's dark, but it's also, you know, how I guess they would do in that situation. Um, and then we had, so we had the the intern girl, and she. She couldn't find them because she couldn't hear them because I guess she was trying to to spread the virus or something like that. She started slamming herself into the the radio booth, which was this big plastic soundproof. Yeah, it looked. You know what it looked like? It looked like a and maybe it's because it's Canadian that I'm thinking about this. Is that it looked like like the penalty box in hockey, and she's like slamming herself up against the plastic. On oh there. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I can see it. Uh, but she they do this thing where she's. I, she kept slamming her face into it, just over and over and over again, and her face was fucked near the end of it. Split, uh, like her cheek was was gashed open because she kept hitting her face so hard that it opened her mouth to the point where it ripped her her uh, her mouth open. It was a it was kind of dark. And then she, like, apparently, if you don't find somebody to kill and then kill yourself, you basically just explode from the inside, which is what happened to this girl. Uh, then we had the, there was a, a, a kind of a throwaway character early on, uh, a girl who started falling into it where she was looking for, uh, I don't know how it ends ending, ending da, 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 and she couldn't figure out how, and then they, they walked her out. Mm-hmm. Well, she has been sitting in the radio station this entire time and just sitting there and nobody noticed it. And she, uh, they, they're walking around trying to figure out how to get out and then she's there. And the girl's like, holy crap, Grant, get out. It's like, get out, Grant, get out. And she's like, runs up and she's trying to kill the girl. So uh, they have to kill that one, which is actually really funny. So they're trying to escape and they're trying to escape the doctor uh, who at this point has done two things. One, he's figured out that, yes, he is infected. He keeps trying to say the word breathe and he's trying to stop it and he can't. Uh, the other thing is that he's figured out is that it's only English. So he's sitting there talking in something. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they didn't make an indication as, as to what it was. Uh, and he's really excitedly talking because he's doing the observe, uh, he's, he's being observant about the whole situation. They're like, let's get the hell out of here in French. Cause they can speak French. The, the two of them can speak French. So they get the hell out of the, the soundproof booth and that's when <laughs> they get attacked. And it's like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> but I just love the fact that they're, after they kill this little girl, they have this, long conversation in French, which, thank God we had subtitles, about whether or not they needed to kill the doctor. They're like, no, 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 you killed the little girl, so you have to kill the doctor. No, 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 I didn't kill the little girl. You killed the little girl. Okay, well, I killed the little girl, which means you get to kill the doctor now. No, I'm not going to kill the doctor. Okay, okay, fine. We'll kill the doctor if he comes up and attacks us. Okay, and then the doctor's, like, running towards them because the Canadian National Anthem plays. I guess it's like, we, we do that, too, here in, like, noon um, the, like oh, the, the station, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll play mm-hmm. the national anthem. Uh, so I think it was something like that. So they're trying to beat hell out of the speaker box. The doctor starts running towards them. After and, he goes, go, goes and gets the rest of the people. Oh no, they, they came in because of the Canadian national anthem. So he was actually trying to help them. Oh yeah. So he's trying to get them the hell out of there. Oh, okay. So they, they run into this supply closet. The doctor is behind them with this big, uh, like hammer. They're looking at him like, Oh God. He's like, he starts speaking to them in, in whatever language he was speaking. I, I want to say it was like Farsi or like Hindi or something like that. And then he like runs towards the door, the, the window and opens it up and he runs outside and starts yelling uh, in their language. And they go, 
oh shit, he was trying to help us. <laughs> it's like, oh. And then, so the way that they're able to kind of disinfect the, the word is by changing the meaning inside of your head. Because the word itself isn't infected, it's the meaning. Uh, so what happens to the producer girl is the word kill becomes her trigger word. And she starts saying it over and over again. And she can't stop saying it. And she's starting to lose herself. Um, and so what the main character DJ guy does is he talks to her enough to where in her head she changes the word kill, the meaning of the word kill, to kiss. Uh, which removes the... It subsides the symptoms. She stops doing it. I don't know if she can continue saying kill after that. I They don't have her say that. They do. They Whenever do? she's like, oh, maybe they killed everybody. She, I think she says they killed oh, everybody okay. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then they, so that's the way that they're going to figure it out. So they start shouting on the airwaves and then everybody's apparently the French uh, guard, national guard or whatever is like killing people outside. And that's what it is. It, it's, they're, they're yelling at everybody in French and there's the, uh, the two the DJ um, just spouting off this long just rant about how, uh, you know, just changing all these different words and changing all the meanings and stuff like that. And he basically ends it with <laughs> calling everybody a cocksucker, <laughs> which was like, nice. Uh, and then it ends. Uh, it was, you know, I can understand people not understanding it. Um, I have a f- enough background in fiction for this one. Uh, I've, we've, you know, somebody's going to get bored enough to come up with a concept that you've already come up with. Um, there aren't a whole lot of, uh, you know, really, really original ideas, but, um, it's, it's one of those things where I, like I said, snow crash. I was like, oh, well, okay. So it's, it's the meme. It's the, the meme that gets in your head and kills you. Um, but I can definitely understand people not getting this one cause it's, I never heard of snow crash either. So, yeah. So it's, it's. That book is is one of those seminal cyberpunk books. Uh, it's like Neuromancer, then Snow Crash, then a couple other things. Um, so that's why I, the, you know Neuromancer is my favorite book. So I you know fully went into that thing. Mm. Um, Neil Stevenson did it, um, which he did a lot of other stuff. You might find him later on. Anyway, uh, I I, I kind of dug this movie. I like the concept. I like radio, uh, so I was kind of digging that the whole thing. Uh, I liked the concepts of the horror that was going on. This wasn't a 28 Days Later. I don't think they could have gotten away with it because they had very few people they probably could have pulled in on this thing. Uh, it was... You could kind of tell that they maybe had, like... there. There's a part where three people are hanging out in the booth and they're, they're trying to hide from this giant mob of people who are slamming their hands. There's hundreds of people, but there was only, like, you know, 20. There was, like, 20 people, and they... They all look like normal people, so they were probably all just, like, either townspeople where they were shooting this thing, or, like, the cast family. You know, because, like, hey, yeah, no, can, uh, Grandma, you want to, you want to be in a movie? Yeah. You know, kind of. Just slim pickings. It was, it was that kind of deal. Um, but, uh, like I said, I really enjoyed this one. Um, it, it's not for everybody. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give it a 7 out of 10. I'm gonna give it 7, uh, Sarah Breyer is Alive's out of 10. Um, what about you? You, you, you on the other hand didn't enjoy that much, so. I, I am going to give it a three out of ten. Uh, we'll do, uh, three out of ten creepy ladies drifting off into the darkness. Jesus. Now I'm thinking about three of those ladies 
<laughs> oh god, there's another one. They keep drifting away. What the hell? Make them go away. Oh, they are. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but yeah, so you know, this this one's one of the the more extreme, you know, differences between us. But what about you? Have you had a chance to watch this one? Have you ever watched uh, a movie that that your friends hated and you loved, or vice versa? Let us know. Reach out to us at esat3am at gmail.com or esat3am.com for our website mm-hmm. or the at symbol esat3am for Facebook and the tweets. And yeah, I think we'll go ahead and call it here. We will see you all next time. Uh, hopefully we'll have something. Before we infect you with our yeah. American voices. Well, maybe I can just talk to him in Southern. Now, does it have to be? That's that's uh, you know. See, you stopped me. I was gonna stop, but I, now I, I'm I'm wondering. Does it have to be the actual word, or could it be like a like another word? Could, uh, does it have to be in an American, like a straight Midwestern English accent? What if I said like, what if what if the word for me was gonna be like killing, but I just said killing, and they're just like, wait. Well, the, the meaning is the same, but it's like. I, I don't know. Now I'm wondering. Maybe I should just talk in a southern accent for a while. Mm-hmm. Should I just? Should I? Just, I mean, you, you can if you want to. What if it? What if the word was was coke? But it was like the concept of coke, and so like the South didn't really have a problem because the concept of coke isn't really a coke. It's a soda. It's like any soda. So they're just like, you said coke. Coke was the trigger word. But it's like, well, what kind? Well, what do you mean? Technically, if it's the meaning, then you could mean a Dr. Pepper. Or you I know. That's what I'm else. saying. So, it's like, yeah. that's why it's like, <laughs> just stop. The, this stop movie the was so thing. stupid. I enjoyed it. Like I said. Anyway, <laughs> we will talk to you next time. See you soon. Bye.